And I'm going to ask you today to just make sure that you give me your undivided attention because I'm going to talk about demons this morning. And whenever you start talking about highly spiritual subjects like deliverance and demons and voices in people's head and powers that make people do things they don't want to do, whenever you start talking about that, the devil doesn't want you to pay attention. Because anytime, anywhere, whether it's in a service like this or a crusade, when you start talking about the spiritual world, all kind of things break loose. So don't be surprised if some demon comes running through the door this morning and run right down the middle of the aisle. Don't freak out. Because I've been in services where you start going after the devil and the devil want to push back. So I don't want nobody to panic if somebody falls over in their seat and start screaming or something because when you go after the devil the devil manifests sometimes and we're going to pray for some people this morning and God's going to help you to find hope and find healing and find deliverance how many of you understand today that demons are real now please pay attention we're going to read Acts chapter 16 verse number 16 down to verse 18 all right, if you're ready, say praise the Lord. All right, watch very closely, everybody. It says, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. Verse 17, this girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, Notice he didn't speak to the girl. He spoke to the spirit. This is why when we pray for people and you hear us say, spirit of infirmity, spirit of perversion, come out in the name of Jesus. I don't want people to get all offended because the preacher is not addressing you. He's addressing a spirit that is tormenting you. Continue to read what it says. It says, he was greatly annoyed and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of who? Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it says, and he came out when? That very hour. Well, today, Jesus is the same. Come on. His name still has great power. And if anybody is troubled with the spirit, then it can come out this very hour. Amen, everybody. So I want to begin by telling you how I really first started getting interested in even reading the scriptures in the Bible and studying about what I'm going to talk about today, which is divination and familiar spirits. The reason I got interested in this is because back in the year 1999, that's about 20 years ago now, right? Am I, is my math right? Yeah, yeah. So about 1999, I was pastoring the church in England, and a good friend of mine, John Schmidt, came over to preach a revival meeting for our congregation, and I put him in a beautiful bed and breakfast hotel out on the Blackheath Common. Blackheath is an area of, of London where 70,000 people have been buried in the ground. During the Black Plague, the bubonic plague that ravished the city of London years ago, so many people died they couldn't even have funerals, so they dug up this big place called Blackheath and they buried all of the dead bodies in there and so black gets its name from the black death and so 
Heath is like a common or like a park. So the area is called Blackheath, and it's a beautiful park today. They got restaurants and hotels there, but under the ground is 70,000 dead people buried. Now, I put John Schmidt in a hotel on the Blackheath Common. Now, I hadn't been there that long, so I wasn't familiar with all that was happening. But I'll tell you, he called me because he couldn't sleep. And I'm like, man, what you mean you can't sleep? I'm sleeping fine. He said, I don't know. I'm just agitated. I'm up all night. I just feel like my mind is spinning. And, and I just prayed. And he went on and went back to bed. I met him for breakfast. He said it was one of the roughest nights I've had in a long time. Just couldn't sleep. Something. I was feeling something. Now, folks, I never really am one of those demon chasers, you know, where every time somebody said, I've seen a demon, you know, and, and then you name all the demons, the demon of the tree leaves and the demon of the car tires. You know, there's, there's people who do stuff like that. That's never been me. But when you have an experience like this, it's worth looking into. So we're talking at breakfast. He says he couldn't sleep. So we just discussed it a little bit. I said, hey, man, you're here to preach. God's going to move. The devil's just upset. Blah, blah. So, man, go ahead. Let's drink some tea and go to bed. Well, the next night, called me about 4 o'clock in the morning. Now, listen to me, folks. Because there was a man running up and down the hallway in the hotel, screaming to the top of his voice the name Brady. Brady, are you here? Brady, are you in there? Now, this guy was just running up in the hallway. John didn't know who he was. He just, you know, the guy woke him up screaming, calling out Brady. But Brady is John Smith's father's name, who had just been murdered. Stay with me now. So this agitated him even more, that someone's running the hallway shouting the name of his father who had been murdered. And so he's even more agitated and he's shaking and he's like, Pastor Marty, he's called me. And the man, we're talking. And then he said, I woke up in the morning and there was a noose hanging out of his window. That's when I realized the devil ain't playing. Now, I'm only saying this to you because I'm not trying to stir any kind of panic in you. Jesus talked about demons all the time. Matter of fact, one-third of Jesus' ministry was casting demons out of people. So you can sit here and try to pretend like, you know, pastor, you're being over the top. It's not true. You read the Bible and demons were coming out of people as a routine practice of deliverance in Jesus' ministry. Demons are real. And they can possess people. Now what is interesting about John Smith's experience on the Blackheath Hotel is that this man knew his father's name. The man kept talking about murder, murder, and his father had been killed. And so John and I realized, you know what, there's a passage in the Bible that talks about what is called familiar spirits. Let me read you that Bible verse right now in the book of Leviticus, chapter number 19, verse number 31. Now watch me very closely as I read through this. It says, give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them I am the Lord your God. Now you all know what a medium is. These are people who hold seances. Mediums are people who claim that they can call your relatives up from the dead. Mediums are people who say that they can talk to your dead daughter who passed away in a car crash. These are mediums who claim that your mother is on the other side and she sent me a message that everything is okay so you can be at peace. That is a medium God says have nothing to do with them. But he doesn't just mention medium. 
You'll notice in the passage, he says, familiar spirits. And this is what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. And I hope at least my message will be an education to some of you, if nothing else. A familiar spirit, folks, has a unique purpose from hell against your life and against mine. A familiar spirit, listen, is usually like an ancestral kind of generational demon power that operates, number one, through people's family, through people's culture, through people's race, anything that has to do with ancestral or generational history, these demon spirits are extremely familiar with who you are, who your people are, and where you come from. These are demons that are connected to people's race, whether you are black people or white people or Hispanic people. These demons traffic in history of Hispanic people and history of black people or white people and certain oppressive activities. Doesn't matter what your racial group are, you come from somewhere that you don't know. I hope you all listening to me now. You might know two generations of your family. You might know your grandparents and you might know your great-grandparents. Very few people know the third generation, your great-great-grandparents or your great-great-great-grandparents, never mind 200 or 300 years ago because everybody come from somewhere. But these familiar spirits that I'm talking about are very much connected to where you come from and you don't even understand. Now we get ready to go somewhere today, folks. I'll tell you, the devil wants you to miss out on what I'm saying. These spirits, they usually, like I said, they're ancestral or generational. That's why they have the name familiar spirits. They know the weaknesses and the curses. These spirits understand very clearly all of the sins and the bondages that have been in your family's ancestral line. They know everything that has bothered your people, have bothered your family, have bothered the race that you belong to. And all these things do is seek to hold you there so that you can't break through for God. Familiar spirits are also demon spirits that possess people who claim that they know the past and that they know the future. So anywhere you see people talking about, let me look at your lifeline, that is a familiar spirit. Anywhere you find people claiming that I can talk to people from another world in your family, your great-grandfather who passed away, it's a familiar spirit. Anybody who claims that they can guide you, what we know today in our world, that spirit guides all of this, familiar spirits. And we just read what the Bible says. He said, have nothing to do with any of this. Don't mess around with witchcraft. Come on, everybody. Now, saints, I'm preaching this to you today because the devil wants so, so desperately to keep you connected to your dark past. He wants to keep you connected to cultural and racial bondages that you don't even know their witchcraft and their demonic origins. He wants to keep you connected to all of these things so that the problems that he's used in the past to bind people, he can still use them to bind us today. I'll tell you what the devil is after. Look at me, everybody. He wants you to sin the same way your mama sinned. You're a young man. He wants you to have the same bondage that your daddy had. He wants you to be divorced the same way your grandparents and your parents were divorced. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He wants you to inherit 
the same sicknesses and cancer and heart disease that they answered, that they had to deal with. Now, why is all this significant? Because anything that can cross generations from 50, 70, 100, 200 years ago, anything that is still working in a bloodline is a familiar spirit. It is not an accident, folks. It is not just a coincidence that five of your brothers all died from heart attack. It's not a coincidence that every male in your family got divorced from his wife. It's not a coincidence that every teenage boy for the last hundred years in your family line got shot and murdered or went to prison or lost their home or lost their mind. It's not an accident that every aunt had mental illness and had to go to an insane asylum. Just listen to what I'm saying today. The reason these things can go on and perpetuate into new generations is exactly what we're describing here from the Bible. It's called a familiar spirit. Listen to me. I met a family at one of my revival meetings. And the only reason I met this family is because the teenage daughter came to a prayer line when I was praying in a revival. The teenage daughter said, Pastor Marty, would you pray for me? She said, because I'm having lesbian tendencies. She told me she had given her life to Christ. She told me that she loved the Lord very much. She loved her church. She said, but I'm having these feelings. And she said, they just get stronger and stronger. And I said, well, who do you know that is a lesbian? Here's what she said to me. She said, my older sister. She said, my mother and my mother's sister. What she's saying is there's three people in her immediate family who are constantly speaking about the glories of lesbianism and how horrible it is to be in a relationship with a man. And what is happening is now this teenage girl who loves God with everything is beginning to feel the pull of a familiar spirit. Now folks, I'm not going to let anybody here ignore biblical truth or try to somehow dodge this as hocus pocus or somehow that this is kind of outlandish and this is some kind of science fiction message. Folks, we're reading Bible here today. And in Leviticus, the scripture that I read, he says that God doesn't want his people involved with mediums or familiar spirits, thorough. Here's why he didn't say familiar spirit. Because there are many types of familiar spirits. It's a category that can cover things like fortune telling. It can cover things you know, like horoscope reading. It can cover things like family bondage and illness. And all these things I mentioned. And what God is saying is as God's people, we need to have a spiritual discernment about these things. And part of our deliverance and breakthrough is that we stop hiding our head in the sand and calling everything painful an illness. Stop calling everything that is a deviation some kind of syndrome. We're dealing with demon power here. Everybody alright so far? Now these familiar spirits are very, very effective in destroying and assaulting people's life. And the reason they have such an advantage over us is because they are familiar with us. See, but the promise of the gospel that we preach, not just here in Atlanta, but around the world, the promise of the gospel is found in Mark chapter 16, verse number 17, where the Bible says that we are to go into all the world and we are to preach. And then it says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they shall cast out demons. Thank you, Jesus. Which means that as a Christian church, 
And as a Christian believer, you don't have to be afraid of demons. You don't have to run from demon spirits and mediums. He said, in the name of Jesus, you can cast out demons. Which means that where they don't have great respect for you, they must respect the great name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Which is why in the text that we read, the apostle Paul looks at this girl with this demon and he says, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And that exact same time, it came out of her. Hallelujah. So what we're needing today in America and around the world is we're needing more people who are not afraid to cast demons out of people. Not afraid to pray and say, you know what, you're troubled by a spirit. Come here. Let me begin to pray. And as we begin to pray, you can feel that thing agitating. Sometimes people manifest as that demon begins to stir. Sometimes they weak, weep. Sometimes they start shaking. Sometimes their eyes begin to roll as that demon is agitated because the name of Jesus is breaking those chains. Hallelujah today. Now I want you to look at the scripture because I want you to learn the story of this lesson as well as the lesson itself. We are reading in Acts chapter 16. Now take a look once again at verse number 16, how this scripture begins. It says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, watch, possessed with a spirit of divination, she met us and she brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Now this young girl could have easily been one of the people on the corner of Shambly Tucker Road and 285 who got their little shop there and they got a little crystal ball that says come in and we'll read your future. Pay us $25 an hour and we'll tell you who you're going to get married to. These are fortune tellers and the Bible says it is a spirit of divination. Say amen everybody. When you go somewhere down back in the corners of Atlanta because there's a man or a woman there working roots and they tell you that we're going to be able to tell you how to be prosperous and how to be successful. Or they say, listen, go down to Louisiana because there's some funny roots going on down in Louisiana. They got the biggest root workers down there. You know, they, they, they used to call it hoodoo, you know, kind of a playoff on voodoo. But instead of the Caribbean in the tropical air, this is coming from certain areas of Africa and they called it hoodoo or, or they just say here, root workers. Folks, it's all witchcraft. Somebody who says, give me some money and I can tell you what to do to make sure your husband never leaves you. Come on over here. I know a lady, you know, over here in Buckhead, you pay her $50 and she'll be able to make sure that your child passes all their exams. You guys are laughing, but I'm telling you, in the city of Atlanta, it is happening right while I'm speaking. And if you don't understand that part of it, just open up your newspaper and there on about page 15 are, are the weekly horoscopes promising everybody prosperity. You're a Gemini. This is how it's going to work out for you this week. Oh, you're a Pisces. Yeah, we've seen the future. This is how it's going to work out for you. And you'd be amazed how many church people fool around with this mess. God says have nothing to do with divination have nothing to do with familiar spirits and mediums and I'll tell you the level of torment and the level of defeat that so many church people have is because they just won't obey God God says if you want to know a future you pray come on say amen you open the Bible it is a book of prophecy it can tell you exactly what the future holds it'll tell you principles that can guarantee blessing and prosperity open the Bible it'll tell you how to walk safe come on say amen the Bible will tell you how to keep a man come on make him some fried chicken it's in there the Bible will tell you 
how to raise your children, that they can be decent citizens. All of it is in the scripture, folks. You don't need a witchcraft. Come on, you don't need a horoscope. You don't need your palm read. All you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, this young girl that we're reading about in this Bible passage, Bible says she is possessed by a spirit of divination. Now, that word divination is interesting because it comes from that Latin term divine or divinos, which is where we get the English word divine as we say that God is divine. So when we're talking about a spirit of divination, you're talking about someone who claims that they can foresee the way God does. It's someone who claims that they can know the future the way God does. What it means is a diviner, somebody who is playing God's role. That's all it means. You go to someone, can you tell me the future? And they start telling you, oh, I can tell you what. They're playing God. They don't know tomorrow. But that's what the spirit of divination is. This is what familiar spirits are. They are deceptive demon powers, folks, that hook people. And it hooks them because it is so familiar with your thoughts, with your family, so familiar with your desires, so familiar with your fears and your worries that when these spirits begin to speak you swear it must be God look at verse 17 come on look at it Acts 16 verse 17 it says this girl followed Paul this is the Apostle Paul it says she followed Paul and us and cried out saying watch these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim the way of salvation. She knew them. This is a young girl that they've never met. But she's walking behind them as they're preaching and ministering and this is what she's saying. These are men of God who've come to show us the way of salvation. These are men of God who've come to show us the way of salvation. And she just kept on saying it. And the interesting thing to me is she knew who they were and she knew what their mission was. Come on, everybody. This is divining. This is a familiar spirit. This is what the Bible says you run far away from. One of our young girls over in England years ago who gave her heart to Jesus. She got saved and man, she got on fire for God. And after two or three months of walking with Jesus and serving the Lord in the church, she started hearing these voices in her head that kept saying, murderer, murderer, murderer. And the reason she called me panicking and I said, well, what does that mean to you, murderer, murderer? I said, if, if a voice in my head said murderer, I'd say, shut up. The reason it tormented her is because she had had an abortion the year before. And this demon, now that she's given her heart to Jesus, is reminding her of something in her past, a familiar spirit. I hope y'all listening to me. And it's reminding her, murderer, murderer, and it wouldn't let her go. And then it started telling her, kill yourself, you murderer. Kill yourself, you murderer. Now, you know, a lot of people have these same kind of experiences, but they're way too embarrassed to bring forth what's going on in their life. I've had ladies tell me that voices in their head say, homewrecker, homewrecker. Because they fooled around with a married man and caused somebody's home to be destroyed. And you know, all around the city, there are people who the devil is reminding them drunkard, drunkard, you know, crackhead because of things that they've done in their past. And people are always living in the guilt and the shame of things that they've done. Listen, demons can come out of your mind. 
And this is what my message is all about. It's not so much that this familiar spirit had so much power, but that the apostle Paul says, come out of her. And that very moment, the power of the devil was broken. Thank you, Jesus. That's the type of ministry that the Christian church has to get back to. And instead of just giving people a handful of pills and a nice little counseling session, say you come to the altar and get on your knees and let's begin to pray. Anoint people with oil and tell them demons to leave people's life alone. Come on everybody. One of our disciples down in our congregation in Jamaica, matter of fact, he's still there serving God today. Years ago, I remember that he went through a very, very, very tumultuous spiritual battle because he met a woman on a bus, total stranger. All he's doing is getting on the bus, riding home from church, just like you getting in your car and driving home. Just a routine Sunday, sat next to a woman on the bus who said to him, hey, hey you're a Christian guy, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, wow, you know. I'm like, duh, you got a suit and tie on and it's a Sunday afternoon. But she tells him, oh, you're a Christian. And then she starts telling him, you're married, aren't you? He said, yeah. Now, I mean, he's got a wedding ring on, so I'm like, yeah, duh. But then he told me, she says, you have three children, don't you? And I said, no, she didn't. He said, yes, she did. You've got three kids. And you're having trouble with your wife. And he said it so shook him that a total stranger sitting next to him on the bus began to read his life so perfectly that it began to, to, to shake him. And he says, well, well, why are you saying this to me? She said, because I have a message from God for you. And the reason he listened to the message is because of her familiarity. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This woman was not from God. This woman had a familiar spirit. This woman was a witch. This woman had nothing to do with Jesus or Christianity. But that familiar spirit began to speak these things to him. Thus, he listened to her message and she said, your wife is trying to kill you. And after a number of months of wrestling, going through problems with his wife, him and the wife got divorced. Ended up being one of the worst decisions in his life. And he's still suffering from it today. We talk about it sometimes when I see him. We go all the way back to this was going close to 30 years ago. When he met a strange woman on the bus and started telling him things. And as far as he's concerned, this must be the Holy Ghost. You see why familiar spirits have such power over people? Because the more they know, the more infatuated we become. Well, come on somebody. That's exactly why you better have some discernment when it comes to meeting strangers. That's why you have to have the Bible right here in your hand. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because if the devil wants to destroy you, all he's got to do is send a simple familiar spirit to you. Oh, is your last name Jones? Oh, wow, yeah. Is your family from St. John's Parish in New Orleans? Oh, oh. And the next thing out of their mouth is complete deception, but you're completely hooked. It's a familiar spirit that's going to send you down a road to destruction. Come on, are y'all listening to my message here today now? Here's what 1 John chapter 4 verse 1 in the Bible says. Read it up here on the screen. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world today come on folks he says don't believe every spirit 
we can stop right there and give an altar call. Because people believe everything. Let me tell you folks, look at me. Music has a spirit behind it. Entertainment has a spirit behind it. Come on. People have spirits behind what they say. He said, you just can't open up the door of your life to everything and just receive it. He said, you better test these spirits. You know, we've been hearing all of last year about this thing they call the Me Too movement, where women are coming out, they've been abused, they've been raped and sexually assaulted on the workplace, you know, by high powerful politicians and entertainers. You know, Harvey Weinstein got caught up in it, Bill Cosby got caught up in it, and all of a sudden women are coming out everywhere. It happened to me too, it happened to me too, and uh, this is something that they've been hiding and holding down for years, and all of a sudden, folks, it's coming out and coming out. But along with this Me Too movement are, are the stories that just are shaking people's mind. Why did you believe him? He told me if I slept with him, he would give me a job and I would be a success. And he told, the Bible says, test the spirit. Somebody just walks up to you and says, oh, you're beautiful. I think you can be a model. Say, so you know what? If I model for anybody, it's going to be for my husband and for Jesus. People just believe everything, everything that comes to them. It looks like a good offer. You know, I've watched wives and husbands ruin their family just because somebody said, listen, I, I see in you success. You can have your own business. I see in you, you have potential. And people leave their job. I've seen women walk away from their family. They've met somebody. And instead of just praying, God, this of you, God, as you want me to do this, they just, just because of the, they know exactly what's going on in your family and your finances. These are familiar spirits. And they have the ability, folks, to seduce like nothing else. Listen to me, everybody. I pray that as we leave the service today, as we come and pray at this altar, that our main prayer would be, God, give me a discerning heart. Come on, everybody. You got to start asking some questions like, is this really from God? Is this really biblical? Come on. Is this going to make me love people more or hate people? Is this going to make me more faithful or less faithful? Is this going to make me more holy or more impure? Come on. Uh, what would pastor say about this? Instead of just jumping in, your Bible says you got to test the spirits. You got to know what you're doing before you do stuff. Now, a couple of things that I find interesting that I know right away encouraged the Apostle Paul to nail this and discern it as a spirit of divination. Notice again verse number 16. Then I'm going to read something in verse 18. Look in your Bible and look up here. Verse number 16, it says that at the, the last line says, says she brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. In other words, making money off of people's pain, people's experience, and people's suffering. You know what she said? She said she was making money. I'm gonna tell you something, the ministry is not for money. So right away, the Apostle Paul recognized exactly what's going on. These people are making money off of her. She's bringing people in, charging them, and then she's telling them the fortune or the future. Folks, you know there's people in Atlanta doing that right now? And that is a sure sign, if you gotta pay somebody to read your future, then you ought to know right there, I'm out of here. Now we all say amen, but I'm telling you folks, that church folk lined up. Bible says don't mess around with familiar spirits. I still hear church folks telling me, Pastor, what's your sign? Saved. That's my sign. Let me ask him, you know, crazy stuff like that. 
church folk still fooling around with familiar spirits and mediums. Now, the other thing you notice in verse 18 that gave the Apostle Paul a little bit of insight, the Bible says, and it says, and, and, and she did this for many days, but Paul says was greatly annoyed. In other words, his spirit discerned it. This don't feel right. You know, there's a lot of people, Pastor, this just don't feel right. See, if you've got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is there to guide you. And the Holy Spirit will warn you, this ain't right. You need to learn to follow the Holy Spirit. Come on, folks. He don't tell you that for no reason. Say, this guy is bad news. And the lady said, but he's so handsome. Go ahead. Go ahead on. You hear loud and clear the Holy Spirit is showing you. Every time he on his phone, he got to run in another room and hide. What are you doing? And the Holy Spirit said, something ain't right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But look at his hair. You're going to get that hair and all his demons. Come on, everybody now. So the Bible tells us that the apostle Paul nailed it. And the Bible said he called it out and he cast this demon out of her and the demon came out at the same time. Now here's what I want you to know so that you can learn it today and that you can pass it on to those who you love very much. Number one, familiar spirits are the same spirits behind. Fortune telling, palm readers, horoscope, root workers, psychics, crystal balls, tarot cards, all of it. God's people not to be messing with any of that stuff. If you have it in your house, go home today and throw it out. I'm a little troubled, folks, because there's something going on here in Georgia. Now, I know in the southern states like Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, there's a lot of root working going on. And I, I never knew it was that bad until I moved here. And one of the things that really keyed me in on it, folks, and I try to keep my ear to the ground to find out what's going on. If you're going to be a pastor, you better know what the devil is doing. I'm going to tell you one of the things I learned since I came to Georgia. How many people, look at me, and particularly women, this has nothing to do with being sexist or anything like that. I'm just telling you the way it is. How many people, and particularly women, have come to me right here in this church not Christians, not born again, sleeping with people, committing adultery, drunkards, all kinds. But they come and visit this church and they walk up to me, are you the pastor? Yes. And they'll say this to me, I'm gifted. I just had one last month do it. Are you the pastor? Yes. Oh, you know, well, 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 me and my family, we're gifted. I said, is it the gift of giving to the church? <laughs> listen, listen. The gift that they're talking about, said, and this she said, you know, no, no, no. We see things. Some of y'all can't say amen. Just say ouch, because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I said, oh, y'all see things. Yeah, we see things. Yeah, and what they're trying to say, you know, God shows us. People are going to die. God shows us things, you know. And, and they have no idea that all that alcohol and all them drugs they're messing with have opened them up to a familiar spirit. I don't deny that they see things. I believe they see things. I know people are crazy, but people, you know, crazy has a limit. When people, people really say they see things, they really do see things. You know, it's like gay people who say, you know, I'm born this way. Now, I, I, you know, they really believe that. I'm not, I've learned to have a new compassion on gay people. I didn't used to believe them. I said, y'all crazy, y'all this, y'all that. But I believe them now because it happens so much. People really believe this is the way I am. There is a spirit that has really convinced people. They really feel it. 
they really experience it it's so real to them to even try to say anything you just make them upset you don't understand me you did and they'll never come to church until somebody says you know what sweetheart I believe you but God can still help you I don't know what you've opened yourself up to but these people who claim to be gifted these are people folks who have no idea that they're trafficking in familiar spirits you know what's sad is they'll walk into a church like ours have never been here before the very first time and they'll walk up to somebody who's been going to church 15 years and say you know what come here I got a word from the Lord for you and and church people will be deceived Do you know this person? No. You ever met him? No. You mean that lady who was in church dressed in red? Yeah, she told you that? Yeah. I've been preaching to you for how many years? You ain't listening to me. A stranger walks in and says, I, I know your family. You're having some problems. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, really? Can you meet me for lunch? Starbucks. And then they dump all of this insanity on you and ruin your life. like what in the world am I doing up here week after week pre ain't listening to nothing I say I say stop that fornicating well, pastor you don't understand the witch say stop it Ooh, this shit, that lady told me I need to stop you know I really need to say come here man let me just slap the demon out of it. never come here bro. You'll notice in this Bible text that the purpose of this demon was to harass these men of God. Harass, harass, harass. Get in their head so that their work for God would be affected and be hindered and to be disrupted. Folks, this is very important for you to understand right here because listen to me. See, demons understand that there are three parts of us. Body, soul, and spirit. And when demons attack your body, the Bible calls one of the things they attack with the spirit of infirmity to make you sick, to make you ill. There's certain diseases, folks, that I just look at how it ruins people and I can see it's demonic. Things like AIDS, the way it eats away, worse than a cancer, and within just a few months it sucks the very life out of people. Folks, you're not looking at something normal, you're looking at something demonic. So he attacks the body with the spirit of infirmity, the New Testament calls it. Then he also attacks what we call your soul, your body, soul, and spirit. And the devil attacks your soul with the spirit of deception, the spirit of antichrist. Get in your mind and say things that aren't true and make you believe it. Your soul is where your thoughts, your feelings, your desires are. And he gets in there and starts getting in people's head with false information, false prophets and all types of things. But then you're also spiritual body soul and spirit when he attacks your spirit this is exactly what we're talking about this is what witchcraft is all about this is what mediums and familiar spirits are all about it's all about acting or playing God's role in your life only God should be telling you what to do only God should be guiding you and making critical decisions in your life but people let other people do it that's why it's called divination it is a familiar spirit playing God's role in your life listen folks make sure that only God is God in your life come on say amen so these demonic powers want to keep you connected to the past but not just that they also want to remind you of all the things that broke down you and broke down your family and keep you connected there to deceive you, to make you think that God is talking, to keep you carnal, that you're always living that low life and never rising to the level of spirituality, to keep you sensitive to racial and cultural issues that would hinder you from moving on with God. And it's happening in America right now. That's why I know there's a familiar spirit 
working through American politics as I'm speaking because everybody is trying to stir up the white people. We call it white supremacy. Stir up the black people. Black Lives Matter. Stir up the Hispanic people. And people don't even realize that they're making you reach back to ancestral days of, of abuse and hurt and getting all of that stuff. And you can't even hear God because you're so caught up in the racial challenges. And this is a familiar spirit saying, I'm not ever letting you get free from this. I'm going to remind you of this till the day you go to your grave. That a white man killed your daddy. That a black guy raped your granddaughter. And even when you get deliverance and you forgive them, I'm going to bring it back up again so that I can keep that racial pain right here. And you'll never be able to live for God the way God wants you to. If y'all won't say amen, I'm going to say amen now. Come on, we got the word today, folks. We're going to get some delivery. The Bible said the demon came out at that very hour. Now, let me show you something before I finish. Go to Matthew chapter 12, quickly. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 down to verse 45. I want you to watch up here. I'm going to read it. Follow it. It says... When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Now stop right there for a minute. It says, when a demon calls it an unclean spirit, it says when it comes out. Now, why would an unclean spirit come out of someone? Number one, they get saved. Number two, they get delivered. Number three, they die. When people die, their body goes into the grave, but them demons don't go down there with them. The Bible tells you exactly what the demons do. It says when it comes out, it goes through dry places seeking rest. When a demon comes out of somebody. See, I love it when we pray for people at the altar and they say, I'm free of smoking. I'm free of perversion. I'm free. The cancer came out of me. I'm delivered. But the demon doesn't just stay here at the altar weeping. The Bible said it comes out and it's looking for another place to rest. He's looking for someone else that they can get a hold of. You know what it says? But it says, and when it can find none. Now, continue. Read the next part. It says, then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and garnished, or set in order. Here is the mind of a demon, folks said when the demon comes out of people and you got to think about it like this every time you see a funeral you have no idea who's in that box it could be the biggest pervert in Snellville just died it could be a witchcraft worker from Buckhead who just died it could be a violent criminal or a wife beater it could be a businessman controlled by lust for money. You have no idea. Everybody got their demons. But they're dead now. And all of a sudden when you see a funeral, you better start thinking, that demon is somewhere. And some people have more than one. And walking through the city of Atlanta, hoping that they can find a way to get in you. And the Bible says the demon speaks. You ever want to know what a demon thinks? Listen to what the scripture says. He says, I will return to my house. I'm going right back to the person I came out of. Brother Reggie got delivered from crack cocaine 20 years ago. Let me go back and visit Reggie again. Because I know him. I know his weakness. Come on somebody. Oh, sister so-and-so, she got delivered from prostitution 30 years ago. Let me go back. She remember how sweet that money was. Let me go back and start getting in her head again. Oh, you got money problems. You know what to do. You depressed, brother? Come on, light it up. You know where to go and buy that. The Bible says, comes back. Why? It's a familiar spirit. It knows your weakness. It knows everything about you. That's why when you give your life to Jesus and you walk with God and after a amount of time you start seeing the same old temptations working on you, you're being touched by a familiar spirit.
Pastor, I've been serving God. Why am I wanting to do this again? Why are these old feelings coming back? Come on, everybody. I used to cuss everybody out, but I started being nice. All of a sudden, I want to cuss people out again. He's back. Now, just because he's back doesn't mean anything. The Bible says he found the place swept and empty. When the demon come back, you just can't be empty. Come on, say amen. When he, got, when he come back, he's got to find out that you got a new landlord in the house. Come on, can you say amen? I got somebody else living here now. You're not welcome here anymore. You used to be here. That used to be your room. But somebody named Jesus is living in that room now. And you got to go. Ain't no space for you. Come on, somebody say amen. But that's not how the scripture ends. Put the next verse up there. The scripture ends by saying, it says, when he finds it empty, it says, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter and dwell there and the last state of that man is worse than the first he said so shall it be to this wicked generation he said if that thing ever come back and you let it in a second time it's going to be far worse than the first time what am i saying to you when you get delivered stay delivered come on say amen when you get saved you stay saved when you come to Jesus, you stay with Jesus. Don't be listening to them voices. Oh, baby, you better go back to him. Say, so I ain't going back. He was crazy the first time. I don't need to see him seven times more crazy. Come on, can you say amen? Say, uh-uh, I ain't going back to no meth. It was crazy the first time. I can't imagine if it was seven times worse. Come on, say amen. Come on, when you got Jesus, you hold on to Jesus. Everybody say hallelujah. Now, let me finish because... It is so easy in this text, Acts chapter 16, when the apostle Paul saw this girl, and she's following them, saying what she's saying. These are men of the most high God come to show us the way of salvation. Do you know how easy it would have been for him to say this? Oh, this must be God. Listen to what's coming out of her mouth. She wasn't cursing them. You foul preachers. You dirty Christians. Get out of here. That's not what she said. Hear what she said. These are men of God. And they've come to show us the way of salvation. Now had that happened in Atlanta today. I'll tell you what most Christians would do. Mm, that's confirmation. They have so little discernment that they would welcome that as a confirmation. You know, God sent you, little girl, just to confirm that we're in God's will. Thank you. You know how easy that would have been? And the reason I know it's easy is because I've counseled people who've done it. And all they say to me after the destruction is, Pastor, I can't believe I fell for it. Exactly why I'm talking to you today about familiar spirits. You know, I remember back in 2004, I got really, really mad at my own pastor, Pastor Warner. If you're watching, Pastor, just forgive me. I got so mad at him. He made a decision that I thought was unpopular, but he's my pastor, so I'm just sitting there vexed and can't believe him. I can't. I was so mad. <laughs> During those three or four months when I was mad at him, I got a phone call from a guy who I've known for a lot of years. He called me. Hey, Brother Marty. I said, man, I heard from you from, yeah, how you doing? Yeah, you still in Pastor Warner's church? The first thing I'm about, mm, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what he did to me, too. And he just starts. And I'm sitting there taking it all in. And after about five minutes, I said, wait, this ain't God. A familiar spirit. 
know exactly what I was dealing with, know exactly that I was upset with him and was trying to capitalize on that and ruin my destiny. See, you devil! Who told you what I was going through? Well, 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 well I just heard that you, you impacted. I said, uh-huh, and you're going to call me and try to get in my head. I said, you, you know, that's a demon. That's how quickly. Folks, I'm talking about a familiar spirit, folks. Young ladies have told me, oh, pastor, I met him. He's the one. I said, really? Well, what makes you say, he, is he a Christian? No, not really. Listen, how I many know you can't be half of a Christian? Not really mean no. I said, but sweet, he's not a Christian. Here's what she said to me. But he knows everything about me. He's everything I prayed for. It's like he's known me my whole life. That's a very clear indicator. You're getting ready to get jacked up. Pastor, how can you say it? Because he's not saved, that's why. And the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. That's the Bible. But he knows me. It's like I've known him my whole life. If you listen to what people say, you can hear them identifying a familiar spirit. Let me tell you some things. Say, Pastor, okay, I'm convinced. I hear what you're preaching about. I hear what you're saying. What do I do now? How can I save myself? How can I protect myself? Well, let me just throw these things out there before we pray. Here's what you do. Number one, you have to disconnect yourself from your sinful past. You see, folks, the more you stay connected, to things in your past that were not pleasing to God, the more vulnerable you remain to these familiar spirits. What else do you do? You come and get prayer. Have that thing cast out of you. What else do I do? If you're here and you're not a Christian, you come and get saved. Because I'll tell you right now, when you get saved, there's a hedge of protection. Thank you, Jesus. Number four, you stay away from the occult. There's so much occult today that is being disguised as entertainment. There's so much occult that is being described as kids' cartoons. So much occult that is coming through smartphones and websites and YouTube. You better have some discernment and you have some discernment for your children so that you can stay away from occult because occult gives familiar spirit. Say amen. Number five, you've got to avoid what I call covenant practices like sex see one day somebody's going to learn that what God says about fornication is true because even people in the church world don't believe it they know it's in the Bible but they don't believe it the Bible said don't be laying up having sex with nobody you married to and there's a reason God says it you make a covenant before a covenant is made covenant practices brings you into a relationship with familiar spirits. And that goes for all that lip kissing and tongue sucking and all that stuff too. Oh, I'm going to say it. Y'all already know the deal. And drugs is the number one culprit in our generation that have exposed people to familiar spirits. Number six, you got to avoid quick fixes, folks. Anytime the devil offers you a quick answer to anything, you're treading on dangerous territory. 
Because I can tell you right now, most of the mess we got ourselves into, we didn't get in there quick. And the answer is not always a quick answer. But people always want a quick solution. And I'll tell you who always has a fast answer, and that is the devil. Say amen. <laughs> Use wisdom, number seven, when taking things from people. You can't take everything from everybody. People pass on things to you that are contact points for familiar spirits. When you go to places like the Caribbean and certain places in South America or Africa or Southeast Asia where there's a lot of spiritualism and voodoo and witchcraft, you just can't buy anything in the shop because it look good. Bring it home and hang it on your wall and curse the entire home. I know what I'm talking about. You just can't let people bring you anything. You gotta look at some of that stuff and you be like, what in the world? I ain't hanging that over my bed. Number eight, you got to learn to discern music and entertainment. This is not new for this church because I say it a lot. If you notice, music videos have given us an eye gate into what's really going on with the music industry. Look at these music videos and look at the demonic and occult themes that are in that music and you'll realize this is not innocent. Next thing renounce horoscopes number 10 don't let anybody lay hands on you the Bible in the book of Timothy talks about the transference of the laying on of hands it's what we do when we pray for people and when we ordain people but I tell you the devil would love to get his hands on you don't let anybody well, come here let me pray for you say well who are you oh well I'm sorry don't let people put hands on you you have no, y'all ain't saying nothing. And here's one more that I think is relevant for our day. Is there's been a renewed interest in the last 10 years in ancestry. You hear it on the radio, you hear it on the TV, you see it in advertisements everywhere. It's like all of a sudden there's been this renewed interest. Everybody's trying to trace their ancestry. Where did I come from? You better leave some of that stuff alone. Folks, that stuff is in the past. And all the devil is doing is trying to find a slick way to slide the stuff into people's life and to reconnect you with old curses and old sins and old problems of the past. Listen, as God's people, we have to understand familiar spirits are very real. He said, have nothing to do with them. And you'll remember that it is King Saul who used a familiar spirit to call up what he thought was the prophet Samuel. And it was right at that moment that 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13 says so clearly. Put it up there real quick, Dennis, and I'm done. It says, 1 Chronicles 10, verse 13 says, So Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord, because he did not keep the word of the Lord, because, look, it says he consulted with a medium for guidance. King James Bible would use the exact same term, familiar spirit. God cut him off, said, that's it. You're not going to be my king because my kings listen to me. You're out there consulting familiar spirits and witches trying to get some guidance. He said, if you want to do God's will, then you go into God's word. Amen, everybody. Now, let's take a moment to pray because I want to minister and just pray for people here today. If you say, Pastor... These things have attacked my life. They've been in my mind. These things have been in my family. And I can even feel today some of the, the effects because I've opened certain doors in my life and my children, my family. If we can pray today, the Bible says instantly that demon was broken and that spirit came out and God's people were free. Father, I thank you.